0: Hey guys, Tad Rata here with k Drive Baseball coming to you from The Farm Sports. I um, want to answer a few of your questions uh, for today. Um, I'll just jump right in. The first question, and this is a pretty common question that I get, um, is should I go to X camp? Um, you know, for, more for recruiting purposes than just the generic camp or getting better aspect. Is should I go to, you know, a certain college camp or a certain showcase? Um, and, again, this isn't really a one-size-fit-all answer, as you're gonna, you guys find out. It's very, very individualized towards each person. Um, but my advice is always my first question to the person when they, hey, say, this person or this coach wants me to come to camp, You know, should I go? My first piece of advice or my first question is always, are you interested in that school? If you go to the camp and you spend $100 or $125 or $300 or whatever, the number is, plus travel fee and all the other stuff to get there. My first question is, okay, let's say you perform really, really well, and you know the coach is very interested and he offers you. Is it a school that you would commit to on the spot or within a day or two? Like, do you know you want to go there? If the answer is no, then no, it's it's probably not a camp to go to. Um, College camps um, are great um, if you're interested in that school. When I was at West Virginia, we would, absolutely recruit from that camp. I mean I would say maybe one or two kids a year uh, would be from camps and, and a lot of times we would have self-identified them before they ever got there and we would have invited them and, and had and, and, and talked to them. Um, very rarely did a random random kid just show up at camp that we didn't know about that we liked. Um, you know but col- colleges do use those camps, particularly smaller schools, small small to mid major division ones Division two NAIA, and the reason why is strictly budget. Um, bigger schools can fly all over the country. Money's not an issue for them recruiting wise. Smaller schools really have to um, you know, pinch pennies and have to utilize all the resources they can to get players And camps are a great one because the kids come to them, they get them on campus and they see them. So the first question is always, are you extremely interested in that school? If the answer is no, then it's a clear no, don't go to it. If the answer is yes, then, you know, you have to look at other factors. Um, Like, is that school a realistic option for you? Is that coach realistically interested in you? Um, Because college camps are also moneymaker for the colleges. It's how they fundraise. It's how they pay coaches. It's how they, you know, do all those different things. Um, And so, you know, that invite is going out to a lot of people. So you really have to make sure that that school, you know, actually has an interest and actually has a need in you as well. And I know with my players, I usually uh, vet a lot of it. And, and, you know, again, I'm very honest with our guys when they come to me with camps and, and like, hey, is this a good fit for me? Um, you know, usually I tell them and I'm able to tell them from a skill standpoint, yes or no. That's, that's, that's a pretty easy answer. And then I usually guide them through the, you know, are you interested in the school or are you not? You're just looking for an offer. Um, and then we go from there because, you know, too many coaches, um, and there's a programs even close to us, they just they, they help kids and they just sign kids at schools just to get them off the radar and, radar and say they're committed. I'm not like that. I, I want guys to find fits that are truly good for them and schools that are good for them because I don't want them to transfer home after a semester or after a year because they hated the school. Um, and so it's very important that the, that, the, that the fit is right for the kid. Um, so moving on from camps, we talk a little bit more about showcases because these are two different things. A college camp and a you know, college showcase are typically two different things. A camp is a lot of times put on by the university or the college or the junior college or wherever. Uh, showcases when, when asked are usually a little bit more, more broad. Um, and showcases typically are put on by private you know, businesses or private organizations and they get you know, eight or four or 15 or 20 schools, however many schools they can get. It's, it, it's a lot of schools coming to see players. Um, and again, most of the time, these are money makers. They are great uh, ways to recruit players for coaches, but the coaches are getting paid to come. They're not coming most of the time out of goodwill. They're, they're coming because they're getting paid, and they hope they can see a player too. Um, and so for the showcases, a couple things to look out for. Um, first, when you get invited to a showcase, know the time of year, know the NCAA rules. Um, if you have an organization that is in that's doing a showcase in a dead period and they're and they're touting that division one schools are going to be there you really need to push back and question it because obviously during dead periods college coaches can't go out um, to showcases and they can't go off campus and all those things so uh, make sure that college coaches will actually be there when you go second again make sure that the coaches that are attending are at, at the skill level um that you can play at. So, um, you know, if, if you're going and, and there's a wide range of big division one, mid-major, some division two, junior colleges, that's, that's a good camp to go to because there's a lot of eyes on you. And again, look at the schools and be honest that, am I interested in any of the, these schools or not? And if the answer is no, then don't go. If the answer is yes, and, and they fit within your, uh, where your talent lies, then, then it's, it's a good fit. Um, you know, so it's always, always your question or yourself those two questions. Do I like the schools? Am I able, talent-wise, to play at that level uh, of school? And uh, you know, you can go and answer. You know, then from there you can go and, and answer the question whether you should go. Um, obviously, you can spend a lot of money on showcases and camps and that type of thing. And um, you know, it's it, it's it can be just a money trap, or you know, you can get an offer from it. And that's where advice. Uh, from people that you trust, really come into play because um, you know realistically you don't need to go to all those camps and showcases uh, to get an offer. You can be very um, individualized. You can be very targeted with with your college search. Um, whoever your summer team coach is, um, you know if, if they have a wide network of, of coaches, contacts, and people trust them, they can kind of send out emails before build the trust with people. You know, kind of introduce them, and then they can pass them off. Um, to where if the coach is actually interested now, he can get the player involved. Um, so, you know, take that, you know, for what it is. Um, you know, obviously look at your resources and, and spend the money that you want to spend on this, but, but know that you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there to go to camps and showcases, and you really, you know, really be smart about, you know, where you're going. Because again, ultimately it comes down to you have to be good enough. You can, you can spend a million dollars on going to showcases and camps and recruiting services and all that, and if you're not talented enough, uh, and you're not good enough, it's a waste of money. Um, absolutely, it's a waste of money. So make sure that when you go to these things, that your skill level is there. And that's why I always say, if you're going to spend money, spend money on the development process until the, the tools reach a certain level. Um, you know, you got too many eighth graders and freshmen that all they're worried about is recruiting. And they're throwing 78 miles an hour off the mountain or they're throwing 74 because somebody told them they have to start the recruiting process now and then they get all stressed and the parents are stressed because they feel like they're late you're not late if you're an eighth grader or you're a freshman or you're a sophomore you're not late um you know so so relax even if you're a junior or senior you're not late yes there are different schools that stop recruiting at different points because they run out of money but you're not late even if you're a senior and you're watching this. There's time for you, especially at the Division II, the junior college, the NAIA um, levels. That's, they're just now starting with seniors, um, so don't stress about it. Uh, and that's part of the whole pitch for some of these recruiting services. They, they use scare tactics, scare tactics to get you to sign up and pay because they make you feel like you are way behind the curve. And I can assure you, you are not. Go through the process. Understand if, you, if you understand the process, you understand that you're not late. And you can you be a little bit more stress free. I always tell my players, me personally, when they're working with me, that they will know when I'm starting to hit go mode and when I'm starting to stress a little bit about their college placement because I start to pick up the tempo of, of everything that I'm doing. Um, you know, so so when I'm when I'm getting like that, it's time for you to push go as well. Other than that, just follow the process. You know, but don't stress about it. Develop, 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 and then recruiting comes easily. I can assure you of that. Um, Second thing I want to talk about, it's not really a question, again, it's more just me kind of wanting to to educate. Um, I I feel like 90 to 95% of athletes out there don't understand the amount of work that it's gonna take um, to become a really good baseball player, especially at the Division I level and beyond. Um, The amount of hours that it's gonna take, um, especially for kids that are not just freak athletes. There are some freak athletes out there that um, it's easy for them especially the running and, and the throwing, the hitting, not so much. There's not very many just straight raw hitters that just show up and, and, and can rake. Um, but the amount of swings, the amount of weight sessions, the amount of throwing sessions, the amount of ground balls, I can't stress enough how many they, if you look at high level division one guys, you look at pro guys, the amount of work that those guys are putting in. Even guys at division two, II, division three, and I, again, I'm not Saying those guys don't work because they do but just in general if you want to be your you if you want to reach your full potential The amount of work that it's going to take and I tell my guys Minimum of 50,000 swings a year minimum if you look at if you kind of count backwards and you work back It's about a thousand swings a week Obviously the more the better to a certain extent and when I say 50,000 swings I mean 50,000 max effort like swings not just tinkering and working I mean actually working on bass speed, working on squaring balls up, um, working on barrel contact, all those different things. Um, we like to tell our guys, you know, especially as they get older, seventh, eighth, and beyond, you know, four weight tra- training sessions a week, um, that can be some speed in there, um, four heavy throwing sessions a week. Too many guys don't play enough catch. You know, They wanna go do plyo balls and they wanna do all that, but you should be playing catch every day. You can long toss every day without really risking any injury to your arm. The injury risk comes when you're, when you're throwing off of a mound. Um, but if your arm is healthy, you should be playing catch all the time, and your arm should actually feel better the more you play catch. Usually when guys are, are hurt or they're sore, it's because their arms are weak, they're imbalanced, or they're just out of shape. And so you really want to focus on that and play a lot of catch. The amount of ground balls an infielder should take, you know, I tell my guys 20,000 know, 20, a year, um, that's about 400, I believe, 400 ground balls a week. And then there's other things that you can do like throwing balls off the wall and doing hand drills and things like that that don't take a lot of energy, but just a ton of reps. Um, you know, baseball is such a high repetition sport that if you don't put in the number of hours, the number of reps, and the number of sessions day over day and kind of build that, that compounding interest, you're just not going to be able to make it. So, you know, if, if, if you have that high, high level goal um, and you're not putting in those types of hours or those types of numbers, you're just fooling yourself. And when you when you get done, you know, you're only gonna have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Well, man, I really wish that I would have worked more." I, you know, I I saw a Tad talk about that, but I wasn't willing to do it. And then if you're not willing to do it, then then that's fine. But then don't get mad or upset when you don't reach your end goal. So um, I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and watching this. Um, if you have any questions, you know, please feel free to let me know. We'll be back at it next week, so shoot us any emails uh, with questions, info at kdrapbaseball.com. Shoot us a message on one of our social media sites, um, and I'll be glad to answer any questions you guys have. Again, you know, I appreciate you and look forward to talking to you soon.